Welcome to Mulks TV Talk, the podcast where we take a loving, longing look at TV and tell you this week, people, the pretending. It's upon us. I'm not everyone's drink of choice, but I'm my cup of tea. I'm the best shape of my life. Who begs to differ? I may run with the wolf pack, but I tread my own path. Yes, I'm a flirt, but home is where my heart is. When you know who you are, you have nothing to prove. If you can't stand the heat, get out of my kitchen. Honesty and integrity are my favourite accessories. Persistence is king, and I'm the queen of it. As is the format for the Mulks TV Talk, the podcast now, we are currently recapping, reacting, and quite frankly, this week, being disappointed with the episodes of The Real Housewives of Melbourne. Joining me, as she always does, Nicole McLaughlin. Welcome. Uh, thank you, Steve. We wouldn't miss it. Now, Nick, as a, just a broad brush mm. on this week's episode, I'm not very happy. Well, neither was anyone on the episode. What a blubfest. There was lots of tears. So there was many. lots of, uh, look, as best I can tell, there was lots of making up, but this doth not a good Real Housewives episode make. No, and the one sort of really big makeup that happened very early on was super disappointing. They teased us with, you know, um, a, a fallout of gargantuan proportions and and it, it all was resolved within the first five minutes. So disappointing. My resolve has been steeled to the point where if I get another episode immediately following this that is this disappointing, my love has waned. Oh, no, um, no, no. That, no. Think of it as a, as a teaser because they're not going to expect us to go the whole season on, you know, love, light and happiness. No, who's oh, interested shine, in that? Oh, girlfriend. Exactly, yeah. No. So let's let's just quickly before we get to next week because there, look there is some great sizzle mm. I will offer that what is presented for us for episode five looks to be amazing but episode four we knew coming out of last week where the the presentation of the invitations to Gamble's wedding was going to be a concern yes. it blew up in the best possible way off the back of. A massive argument that Petty Fleur started with Lydia that spilled out to everybody else that was there. None of whom really took took her side, thankfully. No. Oh, look, it was magical. But then <laughs> the fallout at Gambles, what went on after the fact. Now, as you'd expect, Nick, yes. Gamble got upset. So upset. Um, um, I I like to refer to this whole episode, well, this um situation as invite gate um, <laughs> uh, which which began of course when uh, just to recap gamble handed out her invitations um, and presented Petty Fleur with one mm. Can we, last let's call it piff because it's such a stupid name I can't be saying it for the whole yeah. season so she handed piff her um, invitation last um, piff walks up to her and in a, a truly patronizing tone says says to gamble look I really I want you to think about why you're inviting me so I'm handing this back to you which to you know to cut to the chase petty fleur uh, sorry gamble said well you know fuck off and yep. tossed it over the over the balcony um, as well she should quite right too as uh, you know and all the other ladies were equally horrified because apart from anything else it's just mean that's just bullying and mean 
Um, so gamble is, is it holds it together on the balcony and falls apart in the kitchen. Um, yes, and, and understandably, it was it was terribly. Chica was, you know, queen, mortified, mortified queen of, uh, of of good manners. Her look um, was, you know, totes disapproving. She there was, you know, a Julie Bishop style look at at Petty Fleur as if to say, mm. you, you, know, um, you have no business treating anyone like that. So. And she made sure in her little cutaway interview and her lovely black ensemble that you just don't do that. That's right. And you don't. like. I mean, I would have said don't invite um, Piff in the first place, um, but I have a heart of stone, obviously, because um, um, we know that Gamble is very sweet and she was trying to do the right thing by, you know, holding out an olive branch. But as I can't remember who said it, but one of them said, Petty Flo doesn't want an olive branch. She wants the whole tree. And I think oh. it might have been Gina said she doesn't want a piece yeah, of lasagna. She wants the whole tray. Um, yes. And that's true. So Petty Flo wanted, really wanted to shame um, um, Gamble into thinking that that olive branch was not enough and she deserves more, which is bullshit. She doesn't deserve any more. So the whole group fractures at this point. Someone, I can't remember who, goes in to, to – Cita Gamble, of course, and the rest of the crew are out on the, the balcony still, understandably just going at Petty Floyd. Petty Floyd, that's outrageous. You can't do that. That's You don't do that to a woman when she offers you an invite. That's right. Piff gets haughty about it. I oh, know. Well, oh, blah, oh, blah, 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 blah. You're, all, you're all beating me up. Now, just going, oh. going back. So Gamble, I counted the blub, blub sessions in this episode. So blub one was mm. Gamble um, in the kitchen. Um, perfectly justified, I think. Piff goes the blub um, because Ugh. everyone is, in her words, um, beating her up. Um, but then, next thing you know, Gamble oh. emerges from the kitchen back out onto the balcony, taking the higher ground. Yes. Apologising. What is happening? What? Why is this happening? Ugh. Unbelievable. She's a better person. Like I said, I have a heart of stone. Better person than I am. Um, She had no reason to apologise. If anyone should have been apologising, obviously it would be Piff. But, you know, she went ahead and then she did it. And then out of nowhere, Lydia blub three. Oh, God. Lydia also sobbing because she feels responsible. Um, Hello? It's look. There's a couple of moments that I, I took some notes on, as we want to do. Yes. Uh, after that, I yeah, wanted an olive branch to become a tree quote from Hair Gina, which I thought was delightful. Mm. And then the weird, she should have left it at that. The whole mixed lasagna tray one was <laughs> unre- not required. Um, there was a just written- Did you get Lydia's? Um, Lydia saying, "Petty Fleur knows how to crack a bottle in half." What does that even yeah, mean? What? <laughs> I love it when they come up with mixed metaphors. You know that they just make shit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I did write down at one point, "Fuck off, Petty Fleur." <laughs> like I used to be, hands in the air, very oh, strong. No. Team Piff. No, yeah, not no. anymore. But that was oh, so that was your quote because I'm pretty sure that Jackie said that about twenty three times in this episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the whole episode. Loving, loving Jackie going- this season. Oh, look, she's dropping the truth bombs everywhere yeah, and the whole episode. Her before, but, you know, I'm really enjoying her, as you say, her truth bombs. 
Yeah, she does me in. You know, it's it's uh, the, the woman's mental. She's a nutcase. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what – oh, her exasperation over Piff is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she- then Lydia cries. Yeah, no, you're right. Lydia cries because she's feeling responsible and suddenly and I think she's like, hang on, there's a bit of sympathy going around here. Let me see if I can get into in oh, on that. Oh, for fuck's sake, Which yes. Susie quite rightly points out that Lydia is like a cat and always lands on her feet. Um, mm. And she picks that really well. This sort of thing actually happens a few times in this episode where people try to get in on on uh, some some feels that are being tossed about. Um we see we see Patty Fleur do a ripper down the down the track, um, oh, on that. God, but yes. yeah, so it was it was a bloodfest out there on the balcony, and um, there, and the hug. I can't believe that Piff hugged um, that Gamble hugged Piff. Yep, I threw you know? up in my mouth. <laughs> um, the the one the one takeaway that I had from this, Nick. Yeah. Uh, as the round out to, to the fallout of Gambles was that Susie hates Lydia. She is oh, just oh, not going to take any of her shit, full stop. Yeah. No, with, with a passion, and I think that's going to um, really manifest all the way through the rest of the season because, it's it, that, you know, it's been, it's been simmering away there, but I, I like it. I think... That's where we're going to see if if it is the case that Piff and Gamble have suddenly made up and are besties. Um, okay, that's probably overstating it. But if they've made up and we're looking for fireworks elsewhere, I think that's where we're going to see it with with Lydia and and Susie. Oh, guaranteed. Oh, look, I can almost look. There's mention of of the blow up in season one, in fact, between Gina and and Lydia. Oh, yeah. That. I'm expecting round two will be Susie and Lydia, Lydia and we'll get some C-bomb action. There's well, no it would be super disappointing if we didn't have anything like that. Yes. Now, I have a question for you, uh, okay. Nick. Yes. What better way can we transition from a pretty average round out? There should have been, like, shreds of skin on the floor and should blood and all sorts of stuff. Gambles. It all got a little bit too happy families. It did. How do we transition out of that? into continuing the episode. What's the best way to do that? Oh, I know. Let's go lingerie shopping. What the fuck? <laughs> now, look, this is a gimme for you guys because tell me as a red-blooded bloke. Yeah. Uh, gamble in her undies. What, what's your view on this? Yeah, no. And don't be saying you don't have um, a view. I have and, a view. Hello, no. Uh, hello, Michelle, no. Steve's lovely wife, if you're listening. This is purely <laughs> professional, this conversation. Um, Guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, look, the thing that I, I will put out there is as a, a completely red-blooded heterosexual male, the reason lingerie exists is because dudes are lazy, they love a good show, right. and they enjoy unwrapping. That's where it gets oh, to. Oh, really? So interesting. The best lingerie mm. is designed to not be on for very long. Okay, so if there's if if it's hard work, if there's a, you know a bit of work involved in getting it off, I'll forget it. Oh, interesting. Because some of that gear that uh, that Gamble was wearing looked highly complex. Oh God, I, I will swear to you that she had help getting dressed, and that you'd need an engineering degree to get her out of it. One of them, she was barely in it right at the right at the end, and even even uh, Gina, I think, was thinking, "Yeah, no, that's that's just too." I mean, she is a teeny tiny pocket person. 
She's tiny, tiny. It's Polly Pocket, the gamble version. I know. Um, that's the it was pretty crazy. Tiniest I did ass I've ever seen. Yeah, but that's accentuated when you wear a G-banger, right? Yeah, no, no, that's true. Now, in big capital letters, I've noted too much nearly naked. <laughs> we didn't need to see pretty much. All we needed to see was her head maybe pop out from, you know, hi, Jen, and, and Gina maybe lifting the curtain and looking. Maybe a front-on shot, maybe. Uh, look, yeah, we did. It got gratuitous. I don't know. I sort of think if if I and I probably should, should say there's no g string that's going to make my ass look that small. But oh, if I looked like yeah. that, would I? You know, I don't know. I look. I know that there are some ladies that love to wear it because they yeah, feel yeah. sexy and all that stuff, and that's great. It was a very strange segment. So, Nick, an outcome of this lingerie excursion, apart from Gina seeing more of Gamble than. She probably ever wanted to. Um, was that the bill when she went to pay the yeah. bill? Now, can you remember the number? Because I took it I, down. I took it down two thousand and seventy-five dollars. Holy mother flipping! What the hell is that? <laughs> well, uh, I I don't know. I certainly I'm a Bonds undies from Big W girl. So <laughs> that's a lot of Bonds undies. undies. The annual undie replacement program at my house usually costs four of us, you know, seven pairs of undies each, 15, I don't know, but certainly not $2,075. Well, look, let's be fair. That was, I'm guessing, maybe a couple of outfits, certainly not, you know, four people's worth of seven pairs of undies. So $2,075, that's a lot of money. You could feed a small African nation for that, although I don't know how they'd go eating lingerie. Um, Ooh. But her, her um, view, offhandedly. Well, fantastic. So how good is that night going to be for Wolf Pup? What did she say? He, I'd better make it a good night. Yeah, oh, well, I'll have to make it a good night. Now, <laughs> I would have thought you'd want to make it a good night anyway. What, did I miss a meeting? Uh, look, I think she just it was just a bit of fun, you know. <laughs> I hope someone I, else is picking up the check. That was outrageous. No, well, obviously Wolfie is picking up the check. Uh, yes, he is, lucky man. He's going to be a happy Depending man. Depending on oh, – <laughs> he's going to be a something man. Yeah, Maybe yeah, yeah. he needs to talk to Creepy Brian because Creepy Brian and Janet oh, get mentioned God. at the end of this. Too much Creepy Brian in this episode. Yeah, too much Creepy Brian. It allows us to tail into family dinner at here. Janet's house. Yes, so we went to Red Hill, so to, to Janet's house, um, where we see – I did love – the, the the apron reveal. So we see uh, Brian, creepy Brian, creepy Brian, as he's from behind, him. clearly wearing an apron. What did you say? I said creepy Brian, as he's now known. Yes, uh, from behind, clearly wearing an apron. Good on him. Um, and then turns around, and it's the naked, oh, so lingerie clad woman picture on the front of his apron. He's so stylish. Look, it's akin. It's akin to the, you know, the, the barbecue apron with the girl with the boobs out or the, so the tuxedo yeah. T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, I, from what I understand, that's totally in line with the type of guy that Brian is. Creepy. Ooh, creepy so, Brian. So, and, and Janet um, takes us into, into this family dinner or the preparation of the family dinner by saying that this time around it involves gender reassignment. And for a minute there I thought, yeah. hang on, I didn't see this coming. Um, <laughs> I, did, I truly thought, wait, 
they haven't even teased us with this. Excellent. Um, but all she means is that Brian is doing the cooking and she is opening the, the beverages. Um, so it's a gender so, role reversal, Nick. Yeah, so reassignment, not not so much, but you're right, role reversal. Um, it, You know, I bet the whole family, judging by the look of what Brian made, they wished that it had not been reversed because it looked awful. Um, and that was just putting it together. Yeah, it looked oh, average. Really average. Um, I couldn't even figure out what it was. Um, but really the whole point was was that Brian is a rubbish cook, but, you know, he was giving it a giving it a, a, uh, a crack. Guy. Yeah, so um, but the, I guess the big uh, announcement came from Janet over, over dinner. <gasps> I see I went to the doctor and I've been diagnosed with dot, 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 big pause from last week. PTSD. Fuck off. Wait, what? Now. Now, look, uh, I, before we go too far down a very dark path. Yep. I do acknowledge PTSD is a thing. People oh get it. Oh, yes. And even in the context of what Janet's talking about, completely reasonable. Absolutely. That someone would experience you know, the effects of PTSD, having gone through a fairly traumatic thing as she did with her son. Absolutely. Totally understand it. But that, this is part of the pretending for me. You don't sizzle that like something big's going on and then say she's got PTSD. No, the woman has to lose a limb. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I think, and the other thing that bothered me about the PTSD was that apparently she has the version's not the right word, the form of PTSD that involves avoidance, which, you know, I actually Googled and, and, and it's a thing, um, avoidance of, you know, big parts of you, your life to yes. try and keep yourself um, immune from, from other things going wrong. Um, absolutely. Hard to make that case when you're on a nationally televised reality program. So avoiding... I. You, you see you see what I'm saying here? Oh, yeah. No, it was very selective it, avoidance. Yeah. So I don't think she was avoiding that much. Um, oh, I tell you I what, she was it, avoiding and I don't blame her. She was right? – av- I'd avoid Fiora every chance I got. That woman is a psycho. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, like at one stage – and I'm jumping forward a little bit, but when they're having dinner and she reveals it to the family that she's got PTSD and there's a discussion and the music gets all soft and tender and those sorts of things – uh, and she says even to, to Fiora that, you know, look, that that's maybe why I avoided talking to you because I was having these issues and that's part of my diagnosis. And Fiora goes, oh, yeah, why you abandoned me? What a mole. Who's got issues at the table, Fiora? Oh, yeah. look in a mirror, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, Fiora is bitter. I really like um, Janet's sons. They seem really, yes. really nice. Um, but, no, Fiora I think is a chip off the old block. Um, She's just a needy, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. everything has to be about her. And how's oh, Pretty know, Brian's just... form? Getting, getting back with him will cure her PTSD. Uh, look, there's so many creepy Brian moments in this whole thing. The wax uh, chest. She talks about you start to lose your memory. He yep. says, does it affect your sex life? Yeah, because I can see how you, you go from losing your memory to affecting. I can see that. No, not oh. at all. And him suggesting that maybe that this, because this is what went on, that that's why she and he grew apart. No, dude, you have a wandering eye and you'll put your dick in anything. Nothing to do with the the happy endings. 
Isn't it great how a family can sit around a dinner table oh and laugh God. at dad getting a cheeky wristy from some ugly person? I mean, I don't know about you, but my kids are horrified if my husband and I hold hands. And <laughs> if we really want to, if we really want to creep them out, we might have a have a quick pash, but. Having oh my god, sitting there and listening to your parents or your step parents or whatever discussing like little I was their own. He was like, paying for it and I was doing it for free. Oh my god. It's the new everybody. That's this season's everybody. Oh my god. And then so then we have Blub Four, because Fiora is uh is going the blub about Ugh. you know Gina's uh, sorry, Gina um Janet's abandonment of her. Yes. It 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 was the most bizarre family dinner conference. Aside from anything, no one was fighting. And, like, at a family dinner, I don't know about yours, but um, if there's not at least one argument, um, and, you know, maybe someone leaving the table, a bit of a Oh, yeah, it's not a proper family dinner. That's not a family dinner. Certainly not talking yeah. about happy endings with your father. Well... There's some concerns, right? First of all, the, the family holiday revelations that Dad took us over took there so the that he could go. Uh, um, yeah. But then Janet's closing statement or near closing statement, I guess you can't be with someone for 17 years and hate them. Bullshit. Sure you can. I would have thought. Absolutely you can. And she had every reason to hate him. Oh, yeah. This is where I'm disconcerted about the entire Bright and Janet storyline, that it's almost like, well, she seems to be coming around, well, like maybe we do have more in common. Maybe we, you know, she hasn't quite said we'll get back together. You can tell that's why he's in the bloody picture to try and bring that whole machine back together. But she just seems to be wearing it on the chin like it's an inevitability without acknowledging that it's happening. Girlfriend, if you're under attack, if you're being manipulated, blink twice. We will come and save you. Oh, she's just not seeing it. I mean, how can she not see it? I actually think Janet's probably quite smart. But, to, you know, I don't know. Brian wants to be the next housewife. Um, yeah. He, he, and Janet's just taking him along for the ride. She can't be that smart if she was with that creepy jerk for 17 years. Well, at least years. she left him. You know, the there'd truth. be plenty that wouldn't, you know. And Fiora has to be the dumbest one of the lot because she oh. doesn't understand why Janet won't go back. I mean, just, based on the conversation at the dinner table, it would be... That's enough. That should be enough. Yeah. You know, if they want to stay friends, fine. Um, but going back to a, you know, a proper relationship, no, that's ridiculous. Ludicrous. Now, the next two scenes that we have, reasonably speaking, are fairly short. Yes. And as best I can tell, are setups for something that... We'll come either later this episode or later in the season. That could be the only reason. So the first of those, we're at Susie's house and she's uh, going through her online dating profile uh, with her boys. Don't Um, we have Lydia's house first and then it's Susie? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I've jumped forward. Sorry, Lydia's house. Lydia's house. And Gina, who seems to walk everywhere in Melbourne. She does. Yeah, isn't that weird? I wondered the same thing. Either that or she's just she doesn't have a parking angel and she's crap at finding <laughs> parking spaces because, <laughs> you know, she's not using the parking prayer. How Mary, full of grace, help me find a parking space. That's all good That's, Catholics know that. I know. Um, so, yeah, she trots down to Lydia's house for cupcakes and strawberries Um she is in a very spring on Somme, while Lydia seems to be in the very boho winter outfit. Yeah, Lydia's always in. That's how you know that that Lydia is. Um, uh, uh, what's the best way to put it? A little bit. 
okay, I probably wouldn't have gone that, down that road, but sure. Um, um, I weigh three years, I can say. Wearing a, wearing a lot of black and flowy things to try and uh, try and disguise that. Um, although, yes. yeah, you know, down the track in a wedding frock, she looked all right, but that's that's that comes later. So, yeah, cupcakes and strawberries, not the sort of yeah. – I was a bit disappointed in the cupcake offering. They're certainly not of cheaper standards. They were a bit more no. um, Baker's Delight. I thought, yep. a bit average. Um, the, she probably sent Joanna out and she went off to Woolies and just got a, a four-pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. They're a bit ordinary and there was no styling done of the uh, of the tray, so she could learn a bit from, from Chica. Um, but, yeah, so just a bit of a conversation about, um, about Susie. Now, I have a question for you, mm. Nick, as, a, as the lady of the podcast. Right. The the conversation, not just the general the general getting together and analysing who said, she said, whatever said, mm. to have that happen mm. uh, for – is this really what women do? That they get together and they just, oh, I'm wondering what such and such – I don't think she realised that we talked and stuff. And, but really? Uh, kind of, yeah. I mean, I don't want to speak for all women, but, yeah, if two, if two girls get together, there's a pretty good chance you're going to talk about someone who's not there. Um, and it, you know, not necessarily in a in a negative sense, but um, there's usually, in my experience, yeah, you might have a have a chat about someone. And usually, it's because you know there's something going on in their life, and you might want to help them out or whatever. But yeah, yeah, you do. It's um, yeah, no, that that didn't strike me at all as unusual, which maybe says more about me and my friends than um, <laughs> anything else. But yeah, you yeah, you do like. But and I understand that why that's a question from you because blokes just don't, you know, they yeah. just don't talk about. I mean, my, we had some new neighbours move in across the road um, a couple of weeks ago, and my husband went over and met the husband, and he came back and I said and and he said to me, you know, wife and two kids. I said wife's name, and he went, oh yeah, I didn't get that. And I said kids <laughs> names, ages, no, I didn't get that. Well, I said, what did you talk about? I don't like. How's that even possible? And he looked at me as if to say, "Well, what? Why would I even ask those questions?" Whereas it, they yeah. seem to me to be perfect. So that's a you know men are from Mars thing. Oh, there's no question. Well, highlighting those differences, the recognition uh, from Gina that possibly there was some Stockholm syndrome taking place. Yeah. I'm not sure if she meant between her and Lydia, or Lydia and Susie, <laughs> or whoever the fuck. Yeah. Falling in love with your oppressor. Um, yeah. I know which part of the relationship Gina thinks she is in that. And I did take note that Lydia is looking for answers at the bottom of a glass of Gina. Oh, my God. Thanks very, very much. Yeah, well done. I've been here all week. Oh, my God. But that all happened, right? Funny, they just yeah, talk funny about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you're right. That, that sort of is, is alluding to something down the track. We hard cut over to Susie's house yeah. where her two sons mm. are helping her with her online dating. Decided Which, that that's a thing to do. Yeah, and I think uh, for me that seems weird, but um, um, you know I'm not in the in the same position, and I sort of think, okay, probably that would be a thing that for your, your sons, your kids to help you. I think that's probably a thing. Um, Possibly now the notes that I thought because it was a really quick sort of passing yeah. thing. Mm. Will she find Creepy Brian's profile? God, I hope so. <gasps> How good would that be? It would be spectacular. Yeah. Uh, I felt that Susie's boys are loving their new profile a little bit too much. Yeah, I haven't stalked them online yet. I, I, I need to get on to that. I've been a bit bit slack in my um, 
online online stalkery. I was very disappointed in just the, how much they seem to be loving running this whole part of mum's yeah, they life. Yeah, re- they really are. Um, and and I, I t- they talked about one person who their preferred age group was 18 to 120. Is there a dating yeah. site that actually allows for that? He's given everyone a go. That's, that's the fair thing in that. And, and an important note, possible bows, no moustaches. Oh, yeah, no. Look, I'm not a facial hair fan, but she, that was her thing. No moustaches, no facial hair. Now we get to leave, Susie, because nothing has come of that. It's really only just started. Ha ha, yeah, we yeah. found mum a creepy man online. Yeah. But now, then. After the family dinner, we then cut to Janet's blind date with some guy called Christopher. Now, I quite like Christopher. I thought he was he's a nice boy. So not for Janet though. Um, oh, he's going to jiggle his leg through to China. Like, if what? that's how he controls his nerves. Did you not know they cut oh, to yeah, his leg, he, him rubbing yeah. his leg because it was jiggling the crap out, that I thought he's going to jiggle his leg to China. That He's going to dig a hole thanks to his leg because he was nervous as whether it was Janet or the cameras or yeah. Janet or Janet. He was nervous. I, I think um, Christopher looks great for Susie. Possibly. I think they are much better. I thought it was intriguing. It was intriguing that Janet said, "I've seen him round a bit, uh, and uh, but and and but now he's not married. So great. <laughs> what? I yeah. Sure. It, huh? it, like that. The whole thing was a little bit. Um, it, it was an awkward first date, really. Um, yeah. Oh, look, entirely. It was. It was. It wasn't even Channel 7's first date kind of level of good. It was just a bit not nice. And then the cutaways where Janet's talking about, it's basically all about Janet. I just want to try a rugged one. I want to try a short one. Big black. A black one, a yellow one. She's just working her way through all the the types. Oh, and importantly, Janet just wants wants lots of regular sex. Yes, I mean she starts it by oh, didn't didn't you love like when she was talking about when they she asked him you know whether he was romantic and tactile and all the rest of it and he likes hand holding and she said great I like hand holding too and fairly grabs him the poor guy um, yep. the minute he said he was okay with hand holding she was in there so I thought that was she's a little bit aggressive I thought oh very like more than a little bit she's entirely <laughs> too aggressive yeah yeah uh, and that's that's a problem for everyone. Uh, it, it, it just felt like a charade and I don't know why we had to be subjected to it. Yeah. Uh, I think because we'll see him again later. There can't be any reason for bringing him just once. You never see anyone just once. No, that is that is very true. Now, so, we get to go to Cheekers, which yeah. is, again, looking amazing because oh, that I woman does nothing like. Oh, because we have to have Gamble's shower. Right and so Chica thought it would be a lovely idea to get and this was the quote of the entire night for me yes. to get everyone to dress up in one of their, one wedding, of their dresses. wedding dresses, <laughs> just acknowledging everybody's been married more than once. Pick a dress Chica. and bloody get in it. Except Chica. Except her, yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm just thinking now. Gamble, yes. Oh no, has Gamble been married before? Yeah, because remember she threw her last dress out. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, she yes. We moaned about a week um, ago. I threw it out. Lydia has Janet. Jackie's only been married once. Yes, Jackie's only been married once, and Gina wasn't there. 
Oh, you're right. I didn't notice that. <laughs> I was too busy looking at all the frocks. But no, Gina wasn't there. But um... it made complete sense to me that, of course, Chica's wedding was in bloody vogue and the newspaper and every bloody thing. Yeah, of course it did. It was a society wedding. And it was like her her frock was exactly as it would have been. Like it was so perfect for the for the time, um, the big headpiece, oh, yes. the big dress, the big sleeves, the big the whole. It was big, big um, smile, and, big gay husband. Yeah, and <laughs> oh, he didn't look so much gay in the wedding photos. He actually looked quite distinguished. Um, we well, had to hide he, it in the eighties, girlfriend. Oh yeah, good point. Um, but look, lovely looking wedding. I love the fact that you know she is saying she couldn't fit into a wedding dress, and if we'd seen it from behind, it would have been being held together with you know. Bulldog clips and yeah, string. Yeah. Um, good honour. Um, who else? I, I did love this theme as a bridal shower. I thought it was a bit of fun. Uh, Piff, of course, had fur on her wedding frock. Yes. Um, and she was, I think, the only one that still really fit into the dress properly. Yeah, well, she mind you, she wouldn't have fit into it last season because now she's, you know, no. body's, body's a temple now, so she's um, <laughs> she can rock it. Susie, of course, Alex Perry was a, you know, Standout Alex Perry job, a lot of sparkles, um, nothing mm-hmm. subtle about that dress. Jackie's frock we've seen before. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, Steve, but um, I'm just trying to remember. We saw it for some reason, I think. In it was season- in the November rain film clip for Guns N' Roses. Are you joking? I, I Look, I, I, I didn't check, <laughs> but I will almost promise you because she's gone, I've seen this dress and I fell in love and I told Henry Roth to get it for me in like three days or whatever. Oh, that's right. You're right. It looks almost exactly like yep. the wedding dress of the woman in the November Rain film clip, which would have been about the time yeah, that no, Jackie right. and Ben got married. It was, look, it was a, it was a good frock. Uh, Janet, um, she turned her first dress into a quilt. And yes. her uh, second dress she'd thrown out, so she was just wearing a different white frock. Gamble um, had thrown out. borrow she, one. Yes. And the one she was wearing at the bridal shower is the one she actually wanted to get married in, but Aline, <laughs> her wedding dress God. designer. Um, wait, wait I'm concerned in the midst of all of this mm. that this is building very clearly towards a just diabolical something happening before the wedding. Because Alin, as we've learned, is a tool. Oh my God, yes. So he, it really bothered me that he won't let her wear this dress um, because he wants her to wear something else. Now, this was a lovely dress that she was wearing. Yeah. Um, something, yes, is going, is going to happen. But can we just talk about um, Lydia's dress? Um, yes. Hers, not a shotgun wedding, but apparently she only got married because. Uh, her son was getting married and she thought it was a bit tacky for she and her boyfriend to be going to her son's wedding. She makes a good point. Um, and so she was wearing a, uh, a floral Dolce & Gabbana sort of day dress. Beautiful. Looks oh, very yeah, it's happy. something that she said, because it's just going to be us and we're not going to invite people, let's spend <laughs> all the money on the dress for fuck's sake. Uh, uh. Um, and, look, it... It was very. It did look out of place at the bridal shower. I reckon she should have pulled out whatever the original one was. Um, but and and look, it was working a little bit hard. But she got into oh, it, and I thought she looked a bit hard. Oh, sister! <laughs> if Chica's got bulldog clips and stuff at the back to hold her dress together, underneath the back of that dress for Lydia has got bulldog clips trying to suck all the fat I and think skin it was together. A fair, 
a fair bit of uh, supportive undergarmentry going on oh, uh, with okay. that rock. But, but, you know, it... Um, it Spanks triple X. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I did not hate it. I thought it was quite pretty. Um, it seemed to suit the suit the style of wedding that she had. Um, but I, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was disappointing. There was too much creepy Brian brought up. Oh my god! What? Well, um, where did the? I've got Brian Viagra draw. How did that come? Oh, because there was some discussion about you know how Brian would sleaze his way around the wedding and and those sorts of things, uh, and how he would give. Uh, you know, that rather than not even a, a chance of, you know, or you're a bit old for whatever, he would give them the ins and outs of Viagra. Oh, of course, that's right. Because The ins and outs where, of Viagra. Oh, you need to stop. Um, that's what she said. I know. Um, but, yeah, that's right because it was all about the fact that um, Gamble had invited him because a lot of the, the ladies didn't, they only found out there that she'd invited True. Creepy Brian. So, um not unrealistically at this point, though, what? all of the stories start getting very sad and somber. You know, the yes. mention of Creepy Brian brings the whole thing down. Gamble gets upset because she hasn't been a mum and so she but feels like blub, a mum too. According to my notes here, that was Blub 5. Yeah, she feels like a mum because of um, um, Luke. Yes. That, that You know, that that makes sense. Um, Janet goes the Blub and I've got why. Oh, Look, it started to get out of hand because Janet blubbed. Lydia and Susie seem to try and one-up each other on stories. Yeah, so Lydia, oh, yes, I understand because I've always been protective of Andrew's kids. Um, okay. Yeah, Susie um, having a blub because of her son's um, accident. Bike accident. Yeah, on the on – the, uh, the quad bike thing. Quad bike Meanwhile – Oh, my God. The Pitchka Queen is just mouth open, sort of left and right, going, what is going on at this party? Everyone's getting sad. Cue. The big blub. Piff. Because my dad never gave me away. Oh, Oh well, whatever. I have have in in all caps, so what? Um, And then I have Jackie, what the fuck? And um, (laughs) the BS crying claim. Yeah. And Jackie, Jackie is totally over all the crying. So she's all, let's shine it up, girls. And let's get pissed. It was a bit ridiculous. Like Petty Fleurs, again, that was the one I was referring to earlier where she's like, yeah, there's there's a bit of um, love and light being thrown around here and I want in on that. So here's my sob story. Nobody cares. Nobody nope. cares if your father didn't give you away. There had to be a good reason, and I wonder, oh, I wonder if that's connected at all to the hugely um, awkward meeting with her Ooh. sister, whether there's a bigger family issue going on there. Jillian yeah. the Lizard Queen, yeah, Ooh, that well could interesting. be Interesting. So, now, um, I do – I've got some questions over Janet's first wedding. The first one, yeah, that we don't really know much about. Well, the one that she went on about how, you know, she told her partner at the time, well, I'm getting married on On June, whatever the hell it was. 20th of July. And if you want want to turn up, you're welcome. A point of order. Mm. In Australia, Mm. you can't get married like that. You have to put in a notice of intention to marry at least a month ahead of your wedding. Oh, see, I do not remember this detail, but I'm going to take your word for it. It was a long time ago. No, you do. That's legitimately what okay. you have to do. And it's been like that for, well, maybe not in 18 tickety two when Janet first got married, but <laughs> certainly now and in the last 20 to 30, 40 years, it's been like that. But could she have filled it out for him 
Or do you have to no, sign it? No, he has to sign it. It has to be witnessed. So basically he has to know he's getting married. Absolutely. You must. Both parties have to be, yes, we're getting married. We acknowledge it. We want you to. We're prepping for this. Interesting. So Janet's little magical, oh, no, he just turned up half an hour late and you, what was it, you spineless bastard and blah, blah, blah. It's like, <laughs> girlfriend, you both had to sign a piece of freaking paper. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, <sighs> like that, we, you always knew where that story was going to end. Anyway. Oh, yes. Blah, blah, so, blah. Yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. The good thing that happens in the in this amazing backyard under this tent that Chica has set up, again, with the perfectly styled finger food or derby, whatever the hell was oh, going that on. fabulous cake, which was not unlike my wedding cake and my dad, but go on. Dear God, I want to go to a party that Chica has <laughs> Chica, responsible for styling. I, and- I agree. What I don't understand is why Gamble hasn't hired the big group and, and Chica specifically. Yes. To do her well, like why wouldn't you? It's a gift, you know, and not to mention it probably would be a gift. (laughs) Like um, This will come up, I'm sure, in the next episode, but before we get to next week, the the reason I pointed out this wonderful backyard is that we saw all the ladies come through what I guess is the back door into the garden. Just inside the back door is this wonderful little nook, again, perfectly styled. Yes, of course. Oh, of course where Susie and Lydia repair to for their, air quotes, chat. Yes. This chat is, it goes nowhere. It solves nothing except probably raise Susie's hackles and has Lydia thinking that everything is better. Um, yes. Yeah, so exactly. They, they, as you say, repair because apparently you're in the 1800s over wherever you are. Um, mm. So they repair to the nook and... To clear the air, and no air is cleared, as far mm. as I could see. And then, in oh, a- Susie shoots straight from the hip at her. She is no holes barred. Bang, bang, bang. Yep. They're still within earshot of the party, so maybe Susie's a little bit, you know, smart enough not for it to get out of hand. Uh, but and- Lydia doesn't dodge quick enough. She just can't handle all the truth arrows that are coming at her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Susie is all well. You you spread rumors uh, around about people I was sleeping with and that I'm a bad mother and Lydia's only defence is, well, I don't know what kind of parent you are. Good one, Lydia. Oh. You're a genius. Um, um, and, and claiming that she doesn't even really know Susie. She's not in her circle, but Susie points out she went to Lydia's wedding. She went to her 30th. 30 so, years of history. You know, those things are, are fairly, I mean, even a big 30th. You still got to know the person reasonably well to invite them. I would have thought, and and to your wedding. I mean, um, yeah. So that's just bullshit. Lydia's, you know, Lydia's just trying to. Yeah. This is building a very serious three way between Gina, Lydia, and Susie. Yeah. That is at some point going to absolutely explode because Gina will be caught in a position where she has to choose which person she prefers to back. I hope it's and, Susie. Oh, so do I, God. It's going to be out of control otherwise. Yeah. Um, but, in, you know, what well, we talked about it before. Gina will back someone. It doesn't matter if she's wrong. Gina's always right. So whichever way she falls, whoever's side she's not on is just wrong. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Which, in this case, I'm going to say she's going to choose Susie and she'll be correct. <laughs> but, yes. But, so you Lydia know. offered, we would just draw a line in the sand and move on now. 
I don't think Susie was very happy with that at all, but that's no. where that conversation ended. I've just got here resolved sweet FA. So, yes, that, um, yes nothing came out of that. Well, we, and then Gamble and Lydia, they go to bitch on about what else is going on. So they have their little side conversation. And PF mentioned, Piff mentions that she just wants to fix things with Lydia. So the good old pitch queen. Yeah, she misses her friendship with Lydia. Yes, the pitch queen is like, well, get over there. Fucking yeah, sort it out. Jackie, I've got Jackie reckons Piff needs to shut the fuck up and just sort oh, it Oh, yeah, out. she does my head in. Oh. oh. It's delightful how much Jackie but, is not taking Piff shit. I know. And, you know, Gamble is all, well, I've got Lydia's back. I've got your back. And, ugh. Yeah, be, look, it descended into nothingness. Again, the entire episode was just a bunch of pretending with no real big anything. It was just moments of nothingness building for something. We do need to have an episode like this, I guess, that yeah, it's like a progresses this. Yeah, that's right, but it's kind of a yawn. Um, having said that, we have managed to fill a decent amount of time um, discussing it. Yeah, just talking about nothing. <laughs> the end of the episode was, of course, Gamble. Well, I'll see you all in Byron. Now, that's lovely because, of course, that means we get next episode, the lead-up to the wedding. The episode after that will be the wedding. Uh, and then not long after that, it sounds very likely Wolfie gets left at home and they all go, like we, you talked about earlier, they all go to Dubai for the honeymoon. My Huzzah. God. But next time. So next week we're likely to see, see everything, the wedding preparations completely fall apart because Alan is a dickhead. An oh, idiot. Especially if we have Ruprecht helping him. Oh, God, Ruprecht has gone to Byron with Gina. This is going to be amazing. Yeah. So that's where I think Gina's going to, you know, maybe offer Ruprecht up as a um, as an assistant a to sacrifice. Alan because she might a think sacrifice. that as a sacrifice because um, she might think um, that Alan needs some help. In Byron, we've got thunderstorms. We've got the recognition of no plan B, and this is where the big group, Chica, comes in. You'd never hold an event without a plan B, Gamble. Well, thanks, Chica. Telling us now, fucking useless, but we appreciate what you're trying to do. Um, will Chica swoop in and save the day? Will she save Gamble's wedding? I'm I'm going out on a limb here and saying, yes, she will. And what's this concern with Gina saying, I've got to go, darling? Is that just Gina saying, I've got to go back to the hotel because my 12-hour beauty process needs to start <laughs> or I'll never make it to your wedding? Yeah, I don't know. Or is it, I'm out of Byron, see you later? Don't know. Because surely Gamble would take that very poorly if Gina well, bails on the wedding... She's not going to bail on the wedding, surely. Does she go to Dubai? Well, she Maybe she bails on the wedding but still goes on the honeymoon. Oh, no, I'm fairly sure part of the Dubai sizzle was Gina sitting on a camel. <laughs> That'd be so worth it. Oh, it's just priceless. Yeah. Nick, I'm disappointed by this episode, but as we've discussed, it's got to mean something's coming, right? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't for nothing. I don't think we've wasted our time. You... It's, it's got to be on the up and up. The good news is that all of the big moments are coming. We know there's a wedding on the foot, you know, a foot. We know that there's chaos because of a massive storm in Byron. And look, precursor, anybody that lives on the east coast of Australia, particularly Byron North, knows that you'll have a cracking thunderstorm overnight and the next day it'll be bloody Glorious. beautiful yeah, like the yeah, storm exactly. never happened. Exactly. So that's going to mean a whole bunch of nothing is what's going to play out of that. But we'll get a wedding. And who doesn't love a housewife's wedding? I'm so glad we're getting a wedding because we were you know, overdue. We were overdue, and you know we needed we needed a a life event, 
Um, <laughs> we didn't, we, you know, we don't want anyone dying. I don't think we've had anyone dying. Um, we've had a few drop off the grid. I don't know what's happened to Piff's husband. Um, no, look, as far as he could have died, was, for all we know. Wedding photo. Um, so, yeah, no, Cheek is Chica's beard um, is, uh, or oh, sorry, no. she's the beard for him. Yeah. Um, he, he's, uh, whenever it suits them, really, maybe he's actually running the business. Yeah, who even knows? But that's why we need, you know, a wedding is a, is a, is a great thing. Yes, you, and we would expect to see many of the husbands resplendent in tuxes and bare feet. Guaranteed that's what um, – uh, Ben's going to be, and he'll be in a nice dapper suit with the open collar and no, you know, no shoes and socks. He'll be Who? looking very rock and roll. Ben. Oh, Ben, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Housewife Ben. Yes, housewife Ben. Yeah. Uh, as for the rest of them, they'll be dutifully carrying handbags or doing something to support their their well trust women. <sighs> We've come to the end, people. The good news is there's lots coming. So much coming. Nick, how can people find and follow you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at Nick McLaughlin, at, at Nick McLaughlin, uh, and on Facebook, Nick McLaughlin. At Nick McLaughlin. And uh, <laughs> <At> Instagram, <laughs> same. I am, of course, Mox TV Talk. You can find me all over the internet. Find me on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. I'm probably standing right behind you if you're watching The Real Housewives. Prepare yourselves, people. There is a lot coming. We made it through this episode. Next week, guaranteed it's going to be better. Thank you for joining us. Please make it better next week. (laughs) It will be. Malk's TV Talk, the podcast.